Let's talk about stories. We all love stories. Stories make us laugh, they make us cry, they can challenge and inspire us. But most of all, stories are one of the best ways to learn. The stories we will share are true stories of God's rescue and redemption, shared by the people who have lived them. People just like you and me, grateful and undeserving characters in God's big story. Welcome to Life Stories. Welcome back, everyone, to Life Stories. I'm really excited. With me today, I have Nathan from Denver, Colorado, and he's agreed to share his story with us today. Welcome, Nathan. Thanks, Ryan. I'm really excited to share. So I moved to Boulder, Colorado for grad school in 2014. I thought I was beginning a grand adventure, but I ended up walking into a deep valley in my life. I found myself unable to build friendships that went beyond superficial, and isolation related to grad school studies meant that I spent almost all my time physically alone as well. Over time, I began to feel lonely and insignificant. I thought there was something wrong with me that prevented me from connecting meaningfully with other people. My spiritual life also suffered. I couldn't see God at work in my own life or the lives of others. At first, I tried to persevere in the disciplines of scripture reading, prayer, and fellowship with other believers, but I soon became discouraged. I fell into patterns of self-indulgence and sexual sin. My inability to overcome these patterns convinced me that I was missing something in the way that I pursued God. During this time, another wound in my heart began to get worse. I have always been primarily attracted to men. I have never doubted that God has only blessed opposite-sex romantic relationships, and God has done amazing things in my heart as I learned to surrender this area of my life to Him. But those are stories for another time, and out of my desperate desire for connection during this season of depression, I made a series of compromises that ended in several sexual encounters. These left me feeling crushed with guilt, ashamed, and even more hopeless and empty than before. I still believed in God, but I also began to believe that I just wasn't going to experience the eternal life he offers until I got to heaven, if I even got there. I feared I would always be alone, and worse, that I deserved to be alone. My presence in the lives of others an inconvenience at best. I feared that I was doomed to repeated moral failings, my conscience being torn apart again and again. My faith felt like a flickering candle, and I wasn't sure how much more I could take before that candle burned out for good. By this point, I had lost the will to pray, read scripture, or really pursue God at all for a couple of years or more. All I could bring myself to do was continue attending church services, hoping that somehow something would change. Thankfully, though I had all but given up on God, He had not given up on me. As I neared the end of grad school, I moved down to Denver a few months before graduating just because I knew something needed to change. I hoped that uh, visiting a new church would bring about that change. And one of the churches that I visited uh, the morning of my first visit, I discovered that the sermon topic was homosexuality. And given that this topic doesn't come up in sermons very often, I felt like this was more than a coincidence. That morning, I heard the truth spoken with boldness, humility, compassion, and love. And during the response time, the pastor said that he believed there were people listening who had been walking alone for too long. And during the response, he asked the church to sing the words of a worship song in faith for those that didn't have the strength to do it themselves. The Holy Spirit used those words and that message to give me a first breath of hope. For the first time, 
I felt that God knew how weak and faithless I had been for so long, and he wanted to be with me anyway. So that was a first step, but the road of healing can be long. And frankly, I'm still on that road today, more than two years later. But I don't think that's a bad thing. It just means that I have more stories to tell of God's kindness to me. He's given me so many blessings the last three years that I absolutely did not deserve. For many months after that first Sunday morning, um, I still had very little hope. And I couldn't bring myself to read God's word, and I could barely pray anything except for an occasional desperate cry for help. But God had mercy on me again and again. At one point, all I could ask God was that he'd send one person who would follow up with me when I shared how I was struggling. And that week, that exact thing happened. And there were many other similar stories of God taking care of my soul. He's given me wise counsel from people who sacrificially gave me their time and attention. The Holy Spirit, through scripture and songs, reminded me many times that God had not given up on me. And in time, God gave me friendships with brothers and sisters who regularly show me patience, love, and the welcoming heart of Christ. Another thing that amazes me about the last three years is the way that God dealt with my sin. And he did deal with it. He showed me the pride and self-sufficiency in my heart that led me to lose faith in him. The last few years had revealed the fact that when it came down to it, I trusted my own mind more than I trusted God. When I couldn't see a way out of the suffering I was experiencing, I quickly gave up on trusting and seeking him, choosing instead to numb the pain myself with earthly and sinful practices. What's amazing to me, though, is the way in which he convicted me. Even though my lack of faith was responsible for much of my own suffering, God also knew that my hope was barely alive. Every rebuke was so gentle and compassionate. Every hard truth about my sin was mixed in with such generous reassurances of his love that the correction barely stung at all. He answered my lack of faith in him with unwavering mercy. He showed me that if I follow his commands, even when I don't see what good it will do, he will lead me into eternal life. My judgment is flawed and my understanding is incomplete. So without his intervention, the, take that, the steps that I take would lead to nowhere. During the hard times, I had seen my steps leading to nowhere, but I had failed to believe that God would guide me. So I stopped taking steps at all. But God is now calling me to the way of faith which is taking one step at a time towards him. There are times now, and there always will be, when I don't see the benefit in following his commands. There are roots of fear, anxiety, and distrust in my heart that are so deep, I don't have any idea how they'll be healed. But I've learned that it's not my responsibility to figure those things out. My responsibility is to try to listen for the one next step he is calling me to take, and then take it. So I will keep taking steps, and he will make sure those steps lead to him. My faith had been a flickering flame. God knelt down next to that flame, and instead of quenching it as he had every right to do, he carefully tended it and brought it back to life. So I wanted to share this story, hoping that it would encourage anyone listening who needs to be reminded of how good God is. But I also feel a burden on my heart for anyone who may share in some of the struggles that I've talked about. If there's anyone here struggling under one of these burdens, whether it be depression, loneliness, same-sex attraction, any sort of addiction, or quite frankly, any burden that feels heavy for any reason, I would encourage you to share that burden with someone in the family of Christ that you trust. Above all, I hope that there's no one listening who believes God has given up on them. God should have given up on me a long time ago, but he didn't, and I believe that he never will. Our God is faithful, patient, and kind. He is gentle with the brokenhearted as he binds up their wounds. 
and he is committed to giving eternal life to his children. He will give help when you need it and strength when you don't have any. So take one step towards him and see where God leads you. Nathan, thanks for sharing that story with us. That's a powerful story. I'm especially moved by the, I guess, pursuit of God towards you is what it feels like. Uh, Just like I think you even said, like never giving up on you, always pursuing you. And I, I think that's just fantastic. I do have one quick question for you. If there were somebody listening to this right now, Uh, who's struggling with one of these things that you mentioned, same-sex attraction, depression, loneliness. I know those aren't all the same thing, but if you could give one piece of advice to them right now, what what might that be? What's one thing they could do right now in this moment? I I would say one one thing that anybody can do is to ask for help. Um, I I was at a point um, a lot of times throughout that period where I just, I didn't know what to do. I I couldn't, I, I didn't see a way out. I didn't know what to do. Um, but, but one thing I could do was ask for help. And, and I know that nothing was going to change if I didn't ask for help and, um, it can't hurt anything to ask. So yeah, that's that's what I would encourage. And and if somebody's listening and they're not sure who to ask, it's a scary thing. Like, uh, we can admit, even as a counselor, like, I know it can be a scary thing to be open and vulnerable, but you can um, go to the church or we can even, uh, in the show notes for this uh, episode of Life Stories, I can put some links to some helpful resources that you could reach out to for help just to talk with someone and work through some of this stuff if you need to. But Nathan, I want to thank you again for uh, sharing your story. What a gift to all of us. My heart is just very full with what God has done and continues to do in your life. For our regular listeners, thank you for listening to Life Stories. We'll have more coming up soon. Um, And make sure that you check out the other episodes of the Soul Care Matters podcast, where we talk about this and an upcoming event at our church here in Indianapolis that will be addressing uh, some of the issues that Nathan talked about today. So we would love to see you come out to that as well. But until next time, that's all for Life Stories. Thanks, everyone. Life Stories is presented by the Soul Care Matters podcast, hosted by Ryan Berg. Connect with us at CPC Soul Care Matters on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more Life Stories.